Last, uh, last time we were here, wasn't last week, but time before, week before that, we talked about how to profit from your what? Problems. Amen? I told you that problems are what? Inevitable. It's unpredictable. Problems come uh, of many kinds, but also problems are purposeful. Amen? We're in the book of James, so if you go to book James chapter 1, uh, we did verses 3 and 4. We're going to pick up in verse 5. Amen. We're going to look at verses 5 through 11. And we're going to talk about today how to make up your mind. Amen. How to make up your mind. Amen. And we're talking about in making decisions, choices. Amen. You're under pressure, but you need to know how to make the right choice especially when you're under pressure. Come on, somebody, and say amen. 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 And so James is writing to the believers who are scattered abroad. Amen. I told you that you can profit from your problem. Amen. You can profit from your what? From your problems. Amen. Why? Because problems have a what? Purpose. You may not understand why you're going through what you're going through. You may not understand what you're going through. But the one thing I want to tell you something, I want to tell you something. I have a, I have a good formula here for you today. Uh, today we talk about how to make up your mind. Amen. And, and sometimes when, when you're making decisions, amen, or decision making under pressure, it can cause you Amen. To live with regret. Anybody ever been under pressure and you had to make a decision? Amen. Or you don't make the decision on time or whatever the case may be. So let's look at what James says. James chapter 1. I'll just read from verse 1. He says, James, a bondservant, just to give you the context. James, a bondservant of Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes who are dispersed abroad. What? Greetings. Told you, he says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And I told you that you can profit from your problems because your problems has a what? A purpose. Amen. But also, there's a plan. You may not understand it now. Amen. But if every season of your life was joyous, Amen. You wouldn't enjoy life. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbors, sometimes we need some pressure in our lives to push us to the place where God wants us. Are y'all with me? Look what he says. He says, uh, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect, what? Results that you may be, what? Complete, lacking in what? See, so what? What James is telling us is that your faith produces something. What does it produce? Endurance. That's that same word we've been talking about. All it's it's a similar word to the word abide or to remain. Endurance is about staying power. Hello, somebody. Oftentimes we run from the painful situations in our lives, or we avoid. Uh, difficult people, hello somebody, 
or we avoid difficult situations. And then right after the trial, look what he says in verse five. He says in verse five, he says, but if any, but if any of you, what? Lacks wisdom. Amen. Life is a series of choices and decisions. Are y'all with me? I'm going to deal with that today in my sermon. Every day you have to, you may want to write this down. Because some of us are not living like this, see. We're just living. But every day you should analyze, evaluate, and you should draw a conclusion. Are y'all with me? Every day we are doing what? We should analyze, evaluate, and what? Draw a conclusion. Amen. Well, what kind of day was this? Or how did things work out in my life today? Amen. Some of us are just living. Are you with me? James says when you're under pressure, what you need to ask God for is not get me out of it, but Lord help me to make the right decision. So I'm going to talk about how to make up your what? Mind. Amen. Because we're human, amen, possibly uh, we may say the wrong thing sometimes. Uh, we may wait too long before making the decision. We may pay too much, uh, you know, for, for whatever we're trying to get ourselves out. As a matter of fact, we could live with uh, what I call regrets, and, and what James is telling us in context is that you're in a trial. It's a test. But you cannot neglect your responsibilities as it pertains to making the decision on how you're going to get out. You can't just sit back and just say, oh, poof, it's going to work. Or just things just, oh, well, I'm just trusting God. You know, some people just say, I'm trusting God, and they ask without doing anything. You know what the acronym for ask is? Ask, seek, and then knock. In other words, you're praying you got to do something. Amen? Some of you are struggling with difficult decisions this morning. Amen. Unsure which way to turn. Am I right about it? Can't seem to decide. Doubts. Takes more energy in deciding what to do than doing it. Oh, I wish I had somebody. I'll give you an illustration. Amen. The other day, uh, my daughter's birthday party, uh, I had a decision to make. Amen. They they wanted a TV for the outside, you know, in the back with the pool, and they wanted to go hang out. And so here I am. I left, I left the church, and I'm driving. I looked it up online. First, the lady was rude at Walmart, Walmart the day before, so I said, ah, no, nah, I ain't going to get it because she was rude. That was my excuse not to get it. I wish I had somebody. Amen. Because I had a bad encounter with a person with a bad spirit. Amen. I didn't respond right, but I want to tell you something. I walked up out of there. Amen. Next thing is, so here I am. I'm headed to Best Buy. I really am. I, I went down this street right here, 
And then I turned back around and said, nah, they don't need no doctor. I was literally talking my, I wish I had somebody. I was talking my way out of it. I, I needed to make the decision. Hello, somebody. But I was talking my way out of it because it was going to cost me something. Oftentimes, we, when, when things cost us, it's hard for us to make a decision. For instance, you said you were going to bless the man of God. Hello, somebody. And then you decided that, hey, man, I don't have, I had the money, but now I don't, it's going to cost me. What decision do I need? I need to pay my rent. I need to pay my car note. What should I do here? I got a decision to make. And I often say to myself, I'm going to sow, watch this, where I know I'm going to what? Reap. Come on, somebody. And so I made my way to Best Buy, and all the way into Best Buy, I'm still having these what? Doubts. I'm trying to talk my way out of it, saying, they don't need this. You know, like your car. You hear something clicking in your car, or you hear your car running funny, and you keep wishing in your mind, nah, there's nothing wrong with it. I'll just put a little oil in there, or i just, you know, i just put a little air in my tire. Come on, somebody. But you won't make the decision. You know inevitably, come on, somebody, something is going to break if you don't address it what? Now. And it sounds familiar? I did end up getting the TV, though. (laughs) Amen. So praise God for that. But, But I saw that as a struggle to me, amen, uh, in making decisions. Now, that's just a minor thing. But what about difficult decisions? James says, immediately after speaking about problems, James deals with the matter of decision making. Look what he says. He says, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask who? Ask of who? God. Look what he says, who gives to all men, what? Generously, without reproach. And it will be, what? Given to him. But look what he says in verse 6. He says, but let him ask in what? Without what? Without doubting. Now watch it. Watch where I'm going with this. So the problem with making this, making up your mind, the first problem is, you ready for this? Indecision. Indecision. That's your first fill in the blank. He says, look what he says. He says he must ask without doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea Driven and what? Tossed by the wind. That word literally means vacillating. Kind of like what I was doing on my way to Best Buy. I was literally talking my way out of it. I was like the surf of the sea. I was being pushed back and forth. And I'm just saying that was just a little decision. You know, (laughs) and sometimes we find ourselves, we can't make our minds up about nothing. Come on, help me somebody. Amen. Double-minded means double-souled. In other words, the word means you have a divided loyalty. Amen. You're vacillating. Ever felt like that? Not sure. 
what you really want? Anybody, 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 anybody? You're just not sure. You're just, you're trying to make up your mind. You, you know, you know, the word says that, watch what he says. The word says, let him ask with faith without what? Doubt. Amen. Look what he says. For the one who doubts is like, he gives an illustration now. Now, have you been to the beach lately? Have you ever seen, I'm sure you've been to the beach though, right? Have you ever seen the surf of the sea? What happens? It comes, listen, you come like a roaring lion. Yeah, I'm big. I got this thing. Yeah, I can tackle this problem. Yeah, until you reach the shore and you run right back out. You said you were going to do something for God. Come on, somebody. You said you were going to commit yourself to serving him. You said you were going to, but you just can't make the decision. Why? Because you're like, because you doubt. The, 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 the problem is doubting, vacillating. So what are the three effects? Hello, somebody. Of indecision. So I'm glad you asked. Amen. The three effects, you know, you know, indecision brings un, uh, unstable, brings an unstable life. Okay. You're wondering why you can't finish stuff, why you can't uh, continue. Why? Because for some reason, watch this, you just keep doubting. Even though you've seen the power of God, come on somebody. Look what he says in verse 7. He says, let not that man or woman expect that he would what? Receive anything from the Lord. Being what? Double-minded. Tell your neighbor, unstable. Listen, we may look like we got it together, but some of us are very unstable. You know why? Because we don't know how to make decisions. And here's the thing. We never weigh our decisions against the word of God. And we never ask God before we make decisions. We just make decisions. Hello, somebody. We don't analyze. Hello, somebody. We don't analyze. We don't what? What I tell you to do it next? Evaluate and what? And draw a conclusion. Why? Because first thing, the first the double-minded person Indecision causes an unstable, you ready for this? Unstable emotions. Write it down. Unstable, what? Emotions. So in other words, you're like this emotionally. You're on a roller coaster. You're like the wave of the sea. You're coming in one day, you're doing real good. You ever seen people just so happy? Amen. Remember we talked about the, the ground, the, the, what kind of ground are you? Watch this. That, that has to do with emotion. See, uh, we, are, we are unstable in our emotions. One day we want to cry, next day we want to laugh. Amen. Next day we're angry, next day we, we don't know what we are. But let me say this to you. If you don't make decisions in your life that you need to make, stop putting stuff off. Hello, somebody. And if you, listen, if you need to call that person and ask for forgiveness, call them. Why are you putting it off? 
See, and, and that's what happens to us. We walk for, and for some reason we believe that it's just going to go away. So we become unstable in our what? In our emotions. Amen. Amen. You can't sleep. Hello, somebody. You can't eat. You can eat. Uh, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Point is, when you have a lot on your mind and your emotions, he says, you are double-minded and unstable. Unstable people, he says, unstable in what? In all his ways. Some of us are so emotional. Amen. We're, we're on an emotional roller coaster because we just won't make right decisions. Or we just won't make decisions, period. Hello, somebody. Or we won't make up our mind. Amen. Let me help you with something. If you want to do something, make up your mind and just do it. Trust God for the outcome. Even though the middle of your decision may not look like the right one, trust and believe that he who began a good work in you will in no wise finish it. But he says, you can't be like this man, but notice the context. The context is in the context of trials. And sometimes, yes, we do become unstable emotionally, come on somebody, in our trials. Are y'all following me? Look at this, look at this. Number two, number two, number two. Indecision causes unstable emotions, but here's the next thing it causes. Unstable relationships. Hello, somebody. In other words, your marriage, you have lack of commitment, which destroys it. You can't decide to get out or get, get on with it. Hello, somebody. Your career, you're shifting from this job to that job, and you're moving from this job to another job. Problems in parenting. Amen. Problems with people in church. You can't find the right church. You can't find the right people to hang around with. You follow what I'm saying? And then your relationship with God is totally whack. Amen. Y'all with me this morning? I'm, I'm talking this morning. Amen. You think you got it together, but you're unstable. Your relationship. Listen, surface, it looks good. Outside, it looks good. But if you're this kind of person that can't make up your mind, you're double-minded. You, you, one minute you want to be happy with the person, next minute you're not happy with them. What's up with that? Amen. You won't talk to anybody? A- amen. You, you, you won't laugh with anybody? Amen. You, you won't make a commitment to anybody? And don't talk about jobs. You don't have about 15 W-2s. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying to hit me. I remember being there. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just, and, and look, and you think that it's everybody else but you. Oh, y'all ain't trying to hit me. <laughs> Go to Luke chapter 23 real quick. Amen. Some of us got, we're very unstable emotionally. We're unstable in our relationship. One minute you like the pastor, next minute you don't. See what I'm saying? One minute you're cool with me. Next minute, you're like, I can't stand him. He just come up there talking about stuff that he ain't got no business talking about. Really? But I love you. <laughs> come on, somebody. Luke chapter 23. Let's look at it. Look, 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 look at Pilate. Let's look at a man who couldn't make a decision. Look at Pilate. 
Then the whole body of them arose and brought him before Pilate, this is Jesus. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding them to pay taxes. They were lying, right? Taxes to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ a what? Right? And Pilate asked him, saying, Are you the king of Jews? And he answered him and said, It is as you say. And Pilate said to the chief priests and the multitudes, I find no what? Huh? I find no guilt in this man. Now watch this. Here's the thing. If you have the facts, what's the problem? I know what the problem is. People. People can force you, amen, to do things to be popular. Are y'all with me? Watch the text. The text goes on to say, somebody read that for me. Verse 5, you read. Who is they? The Jews. Go ahead. Jesus' own people kept on insisting. Go ahead. Galilean. Oh, stop right there. See what people who can't make decisions, what they do? They move, they push you over to somebody else. He did not want, some of us are like that. We just won't deal with the things that are true, that are right. That's relevant in our lives. What we try to do is find somebody else to pawn it off on. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. There's many things that we, we, we should be making up our minds on, but we won't do it. So, oh no, let that person deal with it. <laughs> so he pushed them off on the Herod. Go ahead. <clears throat> Herod is his name, okay? Verse 8. Ain't that something? Vehemently. Mm-hmm. Herod. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You don't want to deal with the issue, but the issue is always going to do what? Come right back to you. Here's the thing. You may try to avoid Jesus, but eventually you're going have to deal with him. You may say, I'm living my life now. I don't need, I push him off. I don't need you give it to him. He needs Jesus more than me. See what I'm saying? Because we won't make up our mind, watch this, on if we're going to serve him. Come on, somebody. But it came right back to who? To Herod, to, to Pilate, right? Watch the text. The text says, now Herod and Pilate became what? 
They became friends with one another that very day. For before that, they had been at what? Enmity with Jesus could even bring enemies together. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Look what he says. And Pilate summoned the chief priests and the rulers and the people and said to them, You brought the, this man to me as one who, what? Entices the people to rebellion. And behold, having examined him before you, I have found what? No guilt in it. You saw that earlier. You, may, you saw that he was innocent before this. See? See what indecision does, y'all? What does it do? It messes up your relationship, not just with people, but it messes up your relationship with God. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Let me go on to my next point. <clears throat> unstable, uh, unstable indecision causes unstable what? Emotions. Unstable, but here's a key one. You ready? Uh, unstable spiritual life. Unstable what? Spiritual life. Go back to James chapter 1, verse 7. Unstable what kind of life? Man, let me tell you something. We've been talking about in, 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 uh, in, in I Connect Bible study about devotions the other day. You know why some of us start devotions and can't continue? Because we're unstable. See, we're kind of like we're in, but we're out. And that's the reason why spiritual life looks the way it does. It's a picture of instability, right? I'm getting to that point here in a minute. Look at this here. Look at verse, look at verse, uh, verse 7. He said, let that man what? See that? And you know what happens when you're unstable and you can't make a decision? Your prayers are not being answered, so you become frustrated. Oh, I wish I had you. Your prayers are not being answered. You think your prayers are being answered, but everything that seems to be answered is drawing you further and further away from who? From God. So, but in the flesh, it looks like, oh, we're doing good. Oh, I wish I had somebody. But can I ask you something? Can I ask you a real, on a question today and see if I get an honest answer this morning? How is your spiritual life? Is it stable or is it unstable? Is it good this week? Hmm. And, and you feel stable this week, but next week it's all falling apart. Come, you, you, you understand what I'm saying? One week it's good because <laughs> you're doing the right thing. But watch it because you've made up in your mind that as for me and my house, we're going to what? Serve the Lord. And when you make up in your mind Make a decision like that. Come on, somebody, man! I'm all in my message. When you make up, a, when you make up in your mind a, a decision like that, then guess what? You have to be ready for everything that comes with that decision. And I'm gonna talk about that today in my message. But guess what? You're not gonna be popular. Hello, somebody. You, sometimes you may not even feel it, but guess what? You have to say, God, I made this decision. How many people have made decisions for God and then turned back? He says, no one putting his hand to the plow and turning back is fit for the kingdom. Hello, somebody. We said, you can tell if you're his true disciple, if you abide in me, 
my words abide in you. He says, ask what? Whatever. So a good way to check to see if you are not standing on stable ground is look at the answered prayer. Look at the answered prayers in your life. And listen, I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about do you have the peace of God? I'm talking about do you have the peace of God that's in trials that surpasses that you know God will make a way out of come on somebody that that you know that weeping may endure for a night but joy is going to come in the morning that your joy is not predicated on circumstances and situations but your joy comes directly from the source see that's how you know that's how you know your spiritual life is vital it's vibrant it's listen you're not a spiritual schizophrenic hello somebody Double-mindedness can lead to a double life. Hello, somebody. You're trying to live two ways at the same time. You know what they call that? Being a hypocrite. That's what they call call that in the Bible. Amen. You know what's right, but what, but, but, but watch this. You know what's right, the right thing to do, but you keep doing wrong anyways. Why is that? Why is it, why is it that I know what to do, but I keep doing, and I keep, so let me ask you this. Is evil more powerful than good? Is the world more, better than God? But how is it that we, we know what to do? Because we're, what? We're unstable. We're unstable, y'all. Let me tell you what indecision causes also. Ready? Instability. Add that one in there. It causes what? Instability. You know what instability means? What'd that mean? (laughs) Huh? You're bouncing around from place to place, church to church, You're trying to find something to fill the void that is deep in your soul and you cannot find it. And you keep searching for more things to add to it. You get a better house. You got a bigger vacation. You got a bigger car. You got a better job. You got more education. You got more training. You got more this, more that. And yet still in all of that, there's still no peace. You're still unstable. You cannot find anything to fill that void, but I know who can fill that void. You know, it's a dangerous thing to not have your prayer answered. I mean, seriously, he says, look what he says. He says, you're you're double-minded, but that man ought not to expect, verse 7, to receive anything from the Lord. Is Is that powerful? How... My expectation from God is always, God's going to answer this. God's going to bring me through this. God's going to work it out for me. Come on, somebody. I'm praying, but I'm a spiritual schizophrenic. Man, that's deep, man. That's some deep stuff. 
Any questions? Comments? <laughs> you think I done said it all, <laughs> Reverend? <laughs> this is some deep stuff, man. I didn't mean to hit y'all like this on graduation Sunday, but go to First Kings chapter 18 for me. First Kings chapter 18. Eighteen twenty-one. Look at this. Now, now, see. I believe. <clears throat> here's what I believe. I believe at some point in our lives, we have to choose which side we're going to stand on. See, I truly believe that. I believe at some point we have to say, you know what? I'm on this side. And no matter how it gets hard on this side, I'm going to stay on this side. Now, Elijah, or Elisha, Elijah, I'm sorry. Elijah had so much confidence in God. And the people of God, let me tell you what they were doing. They had went back to the world. They had went back to what they knew. Sometimes going back to what you know. It seems right. But watch this. Elijah called out all of the people who were serving false gods. He says, listen, meet me on Mount Carmel. And, 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 and you're going to make a sacrifice and I'm going to make a sacrifice. And we're going to see whose God is more powerful. I'm paraphrasing it. Okay? Now watch this. Watch verse 19. Now, now then send and gather to me all Israel at Mount Carmel. So what Elijah did, Elijah said, all of Israel, come on up here. All right? Who says? Together with 400 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of what? Asherah. And who, who eat at Jezebel's table? Now what, what, what Elijah was doing was calling them out. He said, bring your prophets, and I'm going to bring mine, and we're going to stand here. And, but I got a charge for the people, though. See, the people of Israel. Because they had left God, and they had started worshiping Baal. All right? Watch this. Watch verse 20. So Ahab sent a message among all the sons of Israel. And brought the prophets together at Mount Carmel. Now, now this is a showdown. Right? So picture the scene, right? You got the prophets of Baal that they've been worshiping and they've been going to for their advice. They used to seek God. See? But, but now they had switched sides. And so what Elijah was telling them, come up here on this mountain with me. Pick a side. Which side you going to stand on? Pick a side. Look what he says. He says, Elijah came near to all the people and said, how long hey, will you hesitate, double-minded, between what? Two opinions. You know what is right. You've been in church all your life. Amen. You know what is right. But he asked the question of the people, how long Will you vacillate or how long will you hesitate between two opinions? He says, if the Lord is God, 
What'd he say, y'all? Huh? What'd he say to do? Follow him. But if Baal do what? So let's just bring it to 2018 for a minute. Who is your God? Your job? Your husband? Your wife? Your car? Your, you know. What, what the question is, if God is God, then what's stopping you from following him? What's stopping you from committing to him? He says, but if it's Baal, then follow him. But look at verse, look at look what it says. But the people did not what? You know why? Kind of like you just did. They were, they were somehow convicted. They were somehow convicted. Elijah said to the people, I alone am left, a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. So here we have a showdown with one prophet against 400 prophet. Do I have one righteous person in this church this morning who will say that I'm going to stand on God's side? I'm going to make that decision that I'm going to stop jumping sides, but I'm going to stand with God no matter how hard it gets. He says, it's just me. And there's 450. See, here's the thing. Just because the church is big and it's got a whole bunch of people and full staff and all that kind of stuff doesn't mean that's the church of God. Come on, somebody. But here he is, a man standing by himself. And he's calling them out. He called them out. But they did not answer a word. Let let me give you the prescription, all right? The prescription is get wisdom. Write that down. Number one, get wisdom. And here's how you get wisdom. Step one, admit your need. Admit your what? Your need. God's, ask God's perspective on your problem. Amen. Number two, step two. Pray for wisdom. All right? Number three. Anticipate or expect an answer in faith. Anticipate or expect an answer. What? In faith. All right? How God gives. First trick. God gives continually. God gives generously. And God gives what? Cheerfully. See, saints, if you're going to make it, if you're going to make up your mind, you've got to ask God for wisdom to make those decisions. Now, I gave you an acronym here. Use the AIRS, A-I-R-E-S acronym. Somebody read that for me. Use, when making decision, I want you to use this, right? If you need to make up your mind, use the AIRS. Use that as your acronym. Now watch this. The authority should be the word, right? So before you make a decision, ask yourself, who, who are you accountable to? And if you say, I'm not accountable to nobody, then I understand why you can't make right decisions. So first thing is authority. We're not autonomous, okay? 
So in other words, you have to submit to somebody, and it should be God, it should be the word of God. Amen. Or, and your pastor. Hello. The next, the I, intuition. All right, so you rely on who next? The Holy Spirit. Listen to your intuition. All right, you'll know when it's not right. All right? Number three, the R in heirs. What I would always look at in my life is, is I look at cycles. So, so if I, from my experience, if I see that, you know, so I keep repeating the same thing over and over again, my experience tells me, man, I need to stop doing that. See what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to make the decision, but experience has taught me that didn't work out that time. So you know what? I got to do it this way. All right. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your word.